Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Amender. I'm Alex, and I'll be your host for today's episode. In this episode, we'll be covering papers published in August 2020 within the category of novel drug development that focus on multi-targeted approaches to AD. With AD's complicated physiology, there's a lot of interest in developing multi-targeted interventions where you don't target just one major aspect of disease, but rather you target various different pathways simultaneously. In this way, it's hoped that AD interventions can be more effective at targeting and slowing down the progression of AD. We'll also take a look at some other papers that don't quite fit under any of the themes we covered so far, Um, so stay tuned for some interesting papers. Welcome to Aminder, a podcast where we summarize the latest publications on Alzheimer's disease for you, so you can spend more time doing awesome research. For every month, you'll find a series of episodes by theme, and each comes with a bibliography. Whether you're in the lab, on the bus, or cooking your meal, we hope you find this podcast useful and accessible. Okay, let's get started. We have 18 papers to go through today, 15 of which are grouped under the category multiple targets, and the other three miscellaneous papers are grouped under other. If any of the abstracts I'll be summarizing interest you, be sure to check out our bibliography for this episode after listening. You can find it by checking out the episode notes. We'll take a short break about halfway through the episode in case you need to stretch your legs or grab a quick drink or snack. Since AD is multifactorial, we've clustered the papers broadly based on the AD processes being targeted, the main three being oxidative stress, cholinesterase activity, and amyloid beta or A-beta formation. We'll be talking about these three clusters in that order, although within each cluster, we'll also see other targets such as beta secretase, base 1, and microRNA biogenesis. Several papers look at multiple downstream effects rather than mechanism of action, and you'll notice that there's a lot of crossover among papers in terms of which AD processes are targeted. Let's take a look at the first few papers that target oxidative stress, a key player in AD pathophysiology and one of the biggest targets when it comes to counteracting AD progression. Our first paper is titled, Sulfated Polysaccharides of Some Seaweeds Exhibit Neuroprotection Via Mitigation of Oxidative Stress, Cholinergic Dysfunction, and Inhibition of Zinc-Induced Neuronal Damage in HT22 Cells. The first author is Olasahind, last author, Oko. This paper is published in the BMC Complementary Medicine and Therapies Journal. Polysaccharides derived from marine algae are known to have antioxidant properties, which may counteract oxidative stress, a hallmark of AD. Yet, their potential therapeutic use against neurodegeneration has not been explored extensively. The authors of this paper aim to do just that, study neuroprotective effects of marine algae sulfated polysaccharides in a rat model of AD. They looked at four types of algae and caused neurodegeneration with zinc sulfate treatment. Rat neuronal cell cultures were either treated with polysaccharides in zinc, only zinc, or neither as a control. The results showed cytotoxic effects from zinc treatment as predicted. And interestingly enough, cell viability increased with polysaccharide treatment, which prevented zinc-induced cell death. Also, sulfated polysaccharide treatment increased antioxidative enzyme activity in the cells. So, the researchers conclude that marine algae could have therapeutic potential against AD neurodegeneration. The second paper in this section is Identification of New Targets and the Virtual Screening of Lignans Against Alzheimer's Disease written by first author DeSantos Maya, last author Mendonca Jr. This work is published in the Journal of Oxidative Medicine and Cellular Longevity. 
The researchers here wanted to find potential multi-target compounds in oxidative stress pathways as a way of targeting AD. Lignans are compounds found in high-fiber foods such as grains, nuts, and vegetables. The researchers did an analysis based on ligands in structure and QSAR modeling. A hundred potentially active multi-target compounds were found to interact with oxidative enzymes involved in AD. These compounds could be potential prototypes in creating new drugs for AD. The next few papers we'll be looking at target not only oxidative stress pathways in AD, but also cholinesterase activity. Cholinergic deficiency in the brain plays a central role in AD pathology, and a well-established AD treatment strategy is to reverse cholinergic breakdown by inhibiting cholinesterase activity. Acetyl and butyryl cholinesterases are two of the most commonly targeted enzymes for AD drugs. Our third paper for today is titled Synthesis and in vitro evaluation of vanillin derivatives as multi-target therapeutics for the treatment of Alzheimer's disease and is published in Bioorganic and Medicinal Chemistry Letters. The first author is Blakey, last author Lynn. As the title states, this paper focuses on the potential use of vanillin derivatives in a multi-target approach to AD therapy. Extensive research has uncovered disturbances in the cholinergic system and oxidative stress in AD. Vanillin and its derivatives display promising therapeutic effects against these two pathologies due to their antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, and anti-acetylcholinesterase activity. In the current study, researchers designed and synthesized several new naphthalamido and thalamido vanillin derivatives and tested their anti-AD activity in vitro. After testing, researchers identified the vanillin derivative with the strongest inhibitor activity, cholinesterase selectivity, and potency for cholinesterase and inhibition, making this compound a promising candidate for future use in multi-target AD therapy. Want to learn more about this special compound? Check out the paper in Bioorganic and Medicinal Chemistry Letters for more info. Next up, we have the paper titled The Effect of Sacred Lotus, Nalimbu Nucifera and Its Mixtures on Phenolic Profiles, Antioxidant Activities, and Inhibitions of the Key Enzymes Relevant to Alzheimer's Disease. The fourth paper we'll be discussing. The first author is Tem Virianical, last author Pseudosansini, from the journal Molecules. The sacred lotus plant has a rich history as an ingredient in traditional herbal remedies, and previous research has demonstrated health benefits as a result of its ingestion. It's even been suggested that the sacred lotus could be used as a potential neuroprotective agent against AD development. Using hot water extraction rather than more typical methanol or hexane methods, since these are undesirable for food applications, the authors of this paper studied the bioactivity of various parts of this plant. They found the highest levels of phenolics in the stamen of the plant, which impart antioxidant activity and anticholinesterase activity. Lower but considerable phenolic levels were also found in the old leaf and the petals. And it's concluded that an aqueous extraction of the sacred lotus stamen shows promise for prevention against AD. Written by first author Husseinova, last author Glucin, our fifth paper is titled Design, Synthesis, Characterization, Biological Evaluation, and Molecular Docking Studies of Novel 1,2-Aminopropanthiols, Substituted Derivatives as Selective Carbonic Anhydrase, Acetylcholinesterase, and Alpha-Glycosidase Enzyme Inhibitors. This paper is published in the Journal of Biomolecular Structure and Dynamics. The researchers leading the study prepared various substituted derivatives of 1,2-aminopropanthiol to investigate their potential anti-AD properties. These compounds were characterized by spectral and analytical data. 
Also, any anticholinesterase activity was assessed for potential therapeutic use against AD. Results showed significant anti-AD potential in a select number of derivatives. With one derivative in particular, its inhibition of cholinesterase exceeded the level typically seen with standard anticholinesterase drugs. For a closer look at which specific compounds resulted in the greatest cholinesterase inhibition, please check out the full paper. Okay, let's take a look at our sixth paper by first author Gasca, last author Silviera, titled Acetylcholinesterase Inhibitory Activity, Anti-Inflammatory, and Neuroprotective Potential of Hypastrum Cytaxinum Herb Amaryllidaceae. This paper comes from the journal Food and Chemical Toxicology. The plant Amaryllidaceae, a name which I'm afraid I might not be pronouncing well, has a long history of use in traditional medicine due to various bioactive properties. In the context of AD therapy, the authors of this paper study the bulbs from the herb for various therapeutic effects on cell lines. And interestingly enough, they found that ethanol extracts of the plant bulbs showed cholinesterase inhibitor activity, anti-inflammatory, and neuroprotective effects. In addition, alkaloid fractions of this plant showed properties of blood-brain barrier and intestinal barrier crossing. Taken together, these data suggest potential use for this plant in therapeutic strategies against AD development. The seventh paper we'll be covering today is titled MicroRNA-Based Multi-Target Approach for Alzheimer's Disease, Discovery of the First-in-Class Dual Inhibitor of Acetylcholinesterase and MicroRNA-15B Biogenesis. This paper comes from the Journal of Medicinal Chemistry by first author Gaber, last author Brogy. Multi-target directed ligands, which I'll be referring to as MTDLs, have previously shown impressive success as potential AD therapeutics. As the name implies, MTDLs involve targeting various different pathways in AD progression. Acetylcholinesterase-centered ligands have been typically studied as multi-target therapy for AD. However, microRNA-focused approaches have not been explored as much within the context of AD therapy, which is what the authors of this paper set out to do. Using high-throughput screening of a chemical library, Gaber and colleagues identified key binders of microRNA-15b, a biomarker and potential therapeutic target of AD. And, interestingly enough, they identified MG6267, the first dual inhibitor of both acetylcholinesterase and RNA-15B biogenesis, paving the way for future development of microRNA-based multi-targeted therapy strategies for AD. Leading into our eighth paper nicely, first author Gaber now collaborates with last author Barbolt on a paper titled First Dual Binder of MicroRNA-146A and Monomeric Tau, a novel approach for multi-target therapeutics for neurodegenerative diseases. This paper is published in the journal Chemical Communications. Similar to the last paper by Gaber, this study again targets microRNA biogenesis, but now in combination with a different secondary target. Specifically, the authors discover a new compound that dually targets monomeric tau and microRNA-146A biogenesis, two biomarkers of AD. Compared to monotarget therapeutics, this multi-targeted compound displayed superior neuroprotective effects. Our ninth paper is titled Synthesis in Silico and In Vitro Evaluation for Acetylcholinesterase in Base 1 Inhibitory Activity of Some N-Substituted 4-Phenothiazine Chalcones, and comes from the Molecules Journal. The first author is Tran, last author Tai. Chalcones have attracted great interest over the last few years because of their array of bioactivities, including antimicrobial, antioxidant, and anti-inflammatory properties. 
Here, researchers created a series of chalcone compounds and tested for cholinesterase and base 1 inhibitory activity. 13 chalcone derivatives were synthesized with relatively high yields, 11 of which were completely new structures. Two structures in particular showed the highest biological activities against both acetylcholinesterase and base 1, which could be further explored as potential anti-AD compounds in future research work. For more specifics on the synthesized derivatives, please see the full paper in the Molecules Journal. Okay, we're about halfway through the papers we'll be discussing today, so now might be a good time to take a short break, stretch your legs, grab a coffee, or grab some food, and we'll come back to hear about studies targeting a classic feature of AD, A-beta. Hey listeners, I'm here to let you know A-Minder is recruiting. If you're interested in joining us, shoot us an email at aminderpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Like I mentioned before the break, the following papers incorporate A-beta targeting into their AD treatment strategies, in addition to some of the targets we've already discussed. Let's take a look at the first paper in the subcluster. Our 10th paper is titled, Synthesis and Biological Evaluation of 2-Aminochalcone, a Multi-Target Approach to Find Drug Candidates to Treat Alzheimer's Disease. This article is published in the Bioorganic Chemistry Journal, and the first author is Cicada, last author, Almeida. Similar to the previous study looking at chalcones in AD from before the break, the current authors prepared a series of chalcones and two aminochalcones, which are aromatic ketone and enone compounds. The authors then studied the chalcones inhibition of cholinesterase, base 1, and A-beta peptide formation. All of the prepared compounds inhibited cholinesterase activity with varying potencies, and the majority of chalcones with an amino group inhibited base 1, while those lacking an amino group did not. Finally, four of the prepared chalcone compounds demonstrated good inhibition against A-beta fibril formation. These findings suggest a potential multifactorial approach to AD treatment using chalcones and two aminochalcones. Our 11th paper is titled, Genistein Inhibits Amyloid Peptide 2535-Induced Neuronal Death by Modulating Estrogen Receptors, Choline Acetyltransferase, and Glutamate Receptors. This paper is written by first author Wang, last author Liu, and is published in the Archives of Biochemistry and Biophysics. Genistein is a phytoestrogen, the active component of soy isoflavones, so it can be commonly found in soy food products such as tofu. In this paper, the authors used an in vitro model of AD by exposing rat hippocampal neurons to amyloid peptide to look at genistein's effect on different neuroprotective mechanisms. Amyloid peptide exposure reduced viability of the hippocampal neurons as expected, also, amyloid decreased estrogen receptor expression and GLUR2 expression. Also, amyloid decreased estrogen receptor expression and glutamate receptor expression and increased the expression of NMDA receptor subunit. Genistein treatment partially reversed these effects, suggesting that it could modulate the expression of certain receptors and exert neuroprotection against amyloid peptide. In this way, genistein might play a significant role in the future of cell-targeted AD treatment. First author Gottby, last author Desmolchi, bring the 12th paper to our discussion today. The title of their work is Design, Synthesis, Biological Evaluation, and Docking Study of Novel Dual-Acting Thiazole Pyridiniums Inhibiting Acetylcholinesterase and Beta-Amyloid Aggregation for Alzheimer's Disease. This paper is published in the Bioorganic Chemistry Journal. The authors of this paper synthesized compounds and tested their ability to inhibit AD biomarkers, including cholinesterase and A-beta aggregation. 
The specific compounds analyzed contained thiazole and pyridinium moieties and are referred to as thiazole pyridiniums. Several thiazole pyridiniums inhibited acetylcholinesterase activity and beta amyloid aggregation, as hoped. Some compounds displayed effective neuroprotection against induced oxidative stress on a neuronal cell culture to a similar degree as denopazil, a cholinesterase inhibitor typically prescribed to treat AD symptoms. One compound even showed the ability to cross the blood-brain barrier. All in all, the work done here provides promise for the use of thiazolpyridiniums as anti-AD agents. Next up, we have dimethylfumarate exerts neuroprotection by modulating calcineurin, NFAT1, and NFK-beta-dependent BASE1 activity in a neuronal model of Alzheimer's disease, our 13th paper. First author, Rajput, last author, Dama. This paper is published in the Brain Research Bulletin Journal. The role of calcineurin, a calcium calmodulin-sensitive phosphatase in Alzheimer's disease pathology, has been confirmed by many studies within the research field. In the AD brain, calcineurin affects tau proteins in A-beta levels, resulting in neuronal cell death. Considering this, the researchers wanted to see if calcineurin is a feasible pharmacological target for future AD therapies. Dimethylfumarate, or DMF, was studied for potential neuroprotective effects via calcineurin-dependent downstream targets in A-beta-treated cells. DMF did affect A-beta treatment via calcineurin pathways. In particular, it increased cell survival by lowering calcineurin activity, as well as blocking calcineurin-dependent apoptosis induced by A-beta. For a full description of the neuroprotective mechanisms DMF exerted against A-beta treatment, check out the full paper in the Brain Research Bulletin Journal. Next up, we have our 14th paper, published in the Bioorganic Chemistry Journal, written by first author Glucin, last author Superun, and this paper is titled Synthesis of Nitrogen, Phosphorus, Selenium, and Sulfur-Containing Heterocyclic Compounds, Determination of their Carbonic Anhydrase, Acetylcholinesterase, Butyrylcholinesterase, and Alpha-Glycosidase Inhibition Properties. Pyrroles are heterocyclic structures found in many different natural compounds, such as vitamin B12, red blood cells, and bile. Pyrrole-containing analogs are considered a potential source of biologically active compounds, and demonstrate anti-cancer, antibacterial, and anxiolytic properties, to name a few. As the title suggests, in this study, researchers synthesized heterolytic compounds containing nitrogen, phosphorus, selenium, or sulfur to look at their inhibition of certain metabolic enzymes, including cholinesterase. As the title suggests, in this study, researchers synthesized heterocyclic compounds containing nitrogen, phosphorus, selenium, or sulfur to look at their inhibition of certain metabolic enzymes, including cholinesterase. And indeed, a certain number of these synthesized compounds showed potent inhibition of cholinesterase, suggesting potential use as drug therapy for AD in the future. Let's now turn our attention to work done by first author Justinaya, last author Thatcher. The title of our 15th paper is Synthesis of Alpha-Ketoamide-Based Stereoselective Calpane-1 Inhibitors as Neuroprotective Agents, and is published in the ChemMed Chem Journal. The family of cysteine proteins called calpanes become overactive in various neurodegenerative diseases, including AD. This is due to faulty regulation of cellular processes as we age. ABT957 is a calpane inhibitor that up until recently was entered in several clinical trials for AD and mild cognitive impairment, or MCI. Unfortunately, these trials were terminated after it was discovered that this compound was not present in the CNS at high enough levels to result in a detectable effect. To overcome this bioavailability issue, the authors optimized a multi-step synthesis of diastereomerically pure compounds that are potent and selective for calpane-1 
including ABT957. One of these compounds actually restored cognitive function in amnestic mice. More research will tell us whether ABT957 can be used clinically to treat AD. Although the papers we'll be discussing next didn't seem to quite fit into any of the primary subthemes for novel drug development, they are just as important to cover as the rest, so we've included them here under the category Other. Paper 16 of this episode is titled A Comparative Study on 5-HMC Targeting Regulation of Neurons in AD Mice by Several Natural Compounds. The first author is Cow, last author Lee. This paper is published in the Biomed Research International Journal. It's been confirmed by previous research that DNA methylation disorder is closely linked to the occurrence and development of certain diseases, including AD. The authors of this current study wanted to find compounds that could affect and control methylation levels and potentially improve AD status in a human neuronal cell line. Two compounds in particular, cardiocepin and cardiocepic acid, were investigated relative to a positive control compound, resveratrol. Cordycepin significantly reduced transcription levels of apolipoprotein E, or APOE, a protein implicated in AD onset and progression. This suggests that cordycepin might inhibit the formation of neurofibrillary tangles and A-beta accumulation in the brain. This would ultimately affect the progression of AD. Moreover, following treatment with cordycepin, axonal length and number of dendritic branches increased in the neuronal cell line, suggesting that cordycepin may delay the progression of AD. More research is needed to determine the specific mechanism of action of this compound. First author Mahmoudi and last author Shram bring us paper 17, titled Transition State Analogues of Phenylethanolamine and Methyltransferase, published in the Journal of American Chemical Society. Phenylethanolamine and methyltransferase, which I'll just refer to as PNMT, is a critical enzyme involved in catecholamine synthesis, where it catalyzes the synthesis of epinephrine from norepinephrine. Epinephrine is associated with many different human processes, including the regulation of blood pressure and respiration, and it's also involved in AD neurodegeneration. In this study, researchers targeted human PNMT via transition state analog enzyme inhibitors to specifically interfere with its role in AD development. Compounds resembling the transition state of PNMT were made and characterized, and their abilities to bind with and inhibit PNMT were studied. One synthesized inhibitor in particular, Inhibitor 3 showed significant PNMT inhibition by filling the enzyme's catalytic binding pockets. This study is one of the first to demonstrate inhibitor affinity to a methyltransferase enzyme in the nanomolar range. And now, we've reached our final paper of this episode, titled, A Synthetic Synaptic Organizer Protein Restores Glutamatergic Neuronal Circuits, written by first author Suzuki, last author Yukazi, published in the Science Journal. Neuronal synapses undergo changes throughout life that are essential for proper functioning. However, these changes may also impair the excitatory-inhibitory neurotransmission balance and trigger neurological disorders, including ED. These researchers wanted to restore this balance using design and characterization of CPTX, a synthetic synaptic organizer. CPTX combines structural elements from cerebellin-1 and neuronal pentraxin-1, two neuromodulators, when injected into the hippocampi of an AD mouse model, CPTX restored excitatory synaptic transmission, dendritic spine numbers, and improved hippocampal-dependent learning. The authors conclude that CPTX can be considered a prototype for structure-guided molecules that can repair or remodel neuronal circuits and should be further investigated in the future. And that's all for this episode. Thanks so much for tuning in again. 
Remember, each episode comes with a bibliography, which you can get by signing up for our mailing list. For more details, please check out the episode notes after listening. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Curious about being a part of Aminder? Send us an email with your CV and let us know what you want to do as part of the team. No experience is required, just an interest and enthusiasm for SciComm. Thanks to the team for making this episode possible. Music credits go to Anusha Kamesh. You can find her on SoundCloud or on YouTube under AK Music. We hope you find this podcast useful. As always, our main goal at Aminder is to bring value to the scientific community by making publications accessible for anyone and everyone interested in staying up to date on the latest neuroscience research. We hope to see you back here soon. Bye for now.